Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's Barbara. You can hear me. Um, yeah, I can hear you. We just have a little bit of static right now um, because we're getting some phone calls from all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning from Stuttgart. Good morning, Thomas. So, um, yeah, I'm going to just introduce myself. Good morning, Barbara. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm going to introduce you too. And we're going to start the podcast in a few seconds. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for being on today's episode, Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. My name is Ellie Molina. I am an educator, an author, a psychic, an intuitive, and also extre I'm extremely excited to be interviewing Barbara Newman today and having a conversation with her. Uh, Barbara is, well, let's just get right to it. I mean, Barbara is a treasure trove of brilliance. So Barbara is an author. She's a filmmaker. She's uh, a branding visionary, just to mention a few things. And Barbara's got a brand new, a brand new book uh, called the, excuse me right now, the Dreamcatcher Code and I just put your book down because I wanted to read the back and it has vanished. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. So for those of us joining the room today, good morning, Bobo. Good morning, Tomas. And the Dreamcatcher Code. So Barbara, welcome to my podcast. Um, and just say hi. hi. <laughs> so we got you live. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to um, speak with you and talk about my work and my vision for a new and healthy world. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I came across Barbara again through, I'm going to call it living intuitively. When we are in tune with our intuition and we follow the intuitive signals and signs, uh, there's no way that we can not be on the correct path. So I was on Facebook and I saw that one of my friends had posted a beautiful cover, said this is my Saturday reading, The Dreamcatcher Codes. And if you're, anybody looks at the cover, you just see this dreamcatcher, this cowgirl. Um, it is enticing. It is, there are orbs on this. There's the dream catcher. It just lends itself visually to, oh, there's magic in here and there's going to be something really powerful. And I hit that button and I started talking to Barbara immediately. And then the, I'm going to call it the strangest things happen, but they're not really strange. So but turns out that Barbara and I are both from, we share a city. Barbara lived in Great Neck, New York, and that is where I spent 22 years of my life in Great Neck, New York, teaching and raising my children. So we talk about synchronicities and coincidences. I just got chills. And then I started looking at Barbara's book and was like, I got to I got to talk to this lady. This is about young adults and empowerment and you know, everybody who knows me knows that I've been a middle school, I was a middle school teacher for over 29, almost 30 years. And so empowering children at this age is just, ah, 
this is my my heart beats really quickly. But anyway, enough about me over here. And this is like, <laughs> this is like, I have to have Barbara on the podcast. Have to, have to, have to. And so I'm really, really happy that you're here. Um, Barbara, today I want to talk about a few things, um, if you're okay with this. And what I'd like to talk about is the book, first of all. And if you can share with the listeners, you know, just to kind of like what breadcrumbs you followed to have the book. And then I want to talk about your film that is coming out, The Cowgirl Way of Life. And there's just so much that I want to say about that. Um but I'm going to just read really quickly something about your book and then I'm going to shut up. (laughs) So, So here is just one of many accolades. Barbara Newman is a visionary. Using her pen like an artist uses a brush, she creates landscapes that take us out of ourselves and into worlds of wonder. Um, Jana Lays, award-winning author of The Twelfth Stone, and I'm sorry, Jana, if I've mispronounced your name, but Barbara, take it away. Tell us, tell us. (laughs) So um, first of all, I'm really thrilled to be here. And what I say about this book really is, um, I call it my love letter to Mother Earth and all of her daughters. And... um, which I'll go into a little bit, but I think the story, you talk about listening to your intuition. What happened to me, this book came to me in a dream. And I think that, um, you know, I had been working on this amazing film, uh, Cowgirls of Forever, and I traveled all over the country interviewing these really strong women who are all about resilience and perseverance and and they keep going and they've really impacted um, at the history of our country in everything from art, music, literature, um, of course, sports. And um, I had lost funding for this film, which had been my passion project for many, many years. I had heard an interview on NPR about the National Cowboy Museum and Hall of Fame in Fort Worth, Texas. And I was really intrigued by the notion of cowgirls and and these strong women. And and two of the things that I'm most um, passionate about are the environment and girl empowerment, um, girls' leadership, advocating for girls finding their voices. So I had lost, um, the funding had been put on hold and my mom passed in the same week and I I, I, you know, I just didn't know what to do with myself. So mm-hmm. I, um, I found myself in meditation a lot to sort of, you know, take a hold of myself and just feel what would come for next, next for me. And I was, I, I had this dream that I was standing in a desert, which is really the, the cover of the book, the Dreamcatcher mm-hmm. comes, and standing in the desert and I've got this animal skin on my back and I'm inside um, the Cowgirls of Forever logo. Mm. And um, it's a mandala, actually. I'm in the sand. I'm standing in the sand. And the wind comes, and it whips it around, and it lifts it up into a spiral, and it comes down next to me in another form. And it was in the form of a book. I said, okay, well, you know, just, you know, going back to what you said, Ellie, you know, you listen to your intuition 
And I certainly knew that that was a very important message. And, um, and so I, I said, well, I don't really want to write a book about cowgirls, but all of a sudden, like these images came flashing at me, very visual, um, beautiful flying horses and eagles and turtles and animals and plants. And, and, and I realized that um, I was creating these four girls coming together from the four directions. And they were here um, on this planet at this time, in this moment, coming together on a quest to find a missing piece of a crystal horseshoe that holds the codes of nature and the key mm. survival. So I'm like, oh my goodness, well, I guess I'm writing a book. And oh God. What, <laughs> and that's what I did, that's what I did. But in order to write this book, really, um, I really needed to know the land. So I traveled a lot and I, I listened to her messages and there were so many messages. I traveled to the Southwest, to New Mexico. A lot of the book takes place in New Mexico and in Arizona and I traveled to Wyoming. A lot of the places where um, I, I was filming, um, you know, my, my interview subjects, these you know, incredible cowgirls. And so while this is not a book about cowgirls, um, these four young stewards of the land are powered by the elements earth, air, fire, water, and cowgirl spirit. Mm -hmm. So um, that to me, I mean, I, you know, cowgirl spirit, I think any one of us can own it. You don't have to own a horse to own the spirit. And it's about Ow. being courageous and bold and resourceful and independent and really um, not letting one, not letting anything or anyone fence you in. Yeah, so, so mm -hmm. yeah, so saddle your own horse, you know, so that's really um, um, what I'm hoping is that this book inspires that kind of passion for the reader that uh, to know that they um, don't really have anything holding them back except themselves, right? Right, and absolutely. And, you know, hopefully my, my hope is that they see the natural world through new and wondrous eyes so that they are inspired to protect our precious, precious planet. So it's an environmental eco-fantasy and it's got, you know, flying horses who have <laughs> eagle feathers and it's got ley lines and crystals and the dream coach, uh, the, the dream catchers um, have messages that come through to these girls on their journey so that they can find what they're looking for. And really what they find is, you know, um, how, they, how they fit into um, the universe and the connectedness of, of all things. It's a beautiful story and it's got diversity and um, lots of different characters. You know, I have a Lakota girl and I've got a biracial girl from New York and I've got um, my girl from the West is she's water and she, her name is Yue and she's Asian and you know it means moon and Chinese so um, it's really um, I don't even know how I did it Ellie <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how you did it <laughs> I don't really know how I did this. 
I mean, it just came through. It was like a big download, but over a lot of time, long, many years. I'm going to tell you how you do it because I love to tell people how they do things. No. Okay. (laughs) Tell me. Seriously? Seriously, Barbara? You know that um, Mary Shelley was given Frankenstein during the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, James Cameron was given... Um, avatar during the dream. Robert Louis Stevenson used to go to bed at night and, and say, you know, God, universe, higher spirit, give me the plot. And Treasure Island came that way. So even if you hadn't asked, but in a way, indirectly, you were asking because you're asking, show me what's next, right? Like, show me what my purpose is, show me what I need to do. And then you got your download during your dream. So that that is that was your how. And then you were brave enough because there's the difference. Okay. You know, how many people get the dreams and get the downloads and hear, hear what they could possibly do, but then ignore the message. And so that's where you stepped into your power. You stepped into your courage, into your passion and brought it to fruition. I mean, everything that you've done here, um, just to try alone, just like, oh, you know, how easy is, is it for us to say, oh, it's too of an inconvenience, I can't go travel, I can't, you know, we can find excuses to not step into that passion and follow the message and the messenger. And that's exactly what you did. So you brought this message to fruition, you followed it, you have courage, you have passion, you have what your characters have. And I'm read. I happen to be reading the book right now. And um, <laughs> so like, that's like, yeah. And again, somebody else over here, Hope Fitzgerald said that this book is a tapestry of mythology and magic from cover to cover. And I mean, I, you know, I was not that I want to tell, talk about myself here, but I've been traveling this week. So I had, I've been reading as every opportunity that I can get. I am just back in your book. And um, it is, again, it is young adult, but adults can, it's, it's not, it's for everyone. It doesn't have to have a label like young adult, but at the same time, it's really great because that young, young girls will hear the message and, Again, the message is one of stepping into our power and then following following that power, following that passion. Yeah. I just I just read a quote the other day um, from the Moonstone. You talk about moonstones and moons and and you know crystals, and it was from Wilkie Collins, and it was uh, one about the character that he had, and he wrote, "She was unlike most girls of her age in this that she had ideas of her own," and. Mm. That to me is, um, I mean, I like I said, I'm not, well, I didn't say, I'm not that far into the book yet to say, oh, these girls have ideas of their own, but they are following the calling and they are following their mission, if I'm correct, correct? Yes? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They've been actually chosen because yeah. of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, you know, ordinary girls doing extraordinary things. So they're really rooted in the real, these characters, but they become um, magical in that they're fearless in a way. You know, mm-hmm. they're fearless and they have this purpose and they have, I mean, it's really, there's a big, th- a big theme of this book is sisterhood. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and circles and circles of women and those who came before and those who will yes. come again, you know, 
and the mother and the feminine and all of that. So um, they don't quite understand that yet about themselves. They're a little young to understand, but they do have this, um, you know, these messages that they are listening to. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is just fascinating. I'm going to pitch the book to anybody and everyone on the podcast and who is listening to the podcast. No, seriously, really seriously. Um, we need, and I, I can get on my platform in a moment um, about what we need, but the, the world right now, we need empowering children. We need empowered children and we need children to start reading again and uh, and to start to dream again. And, you know, I can, I'm not going to get into like what we need as an educator, um, but we just need to start maintaining our time for our kids on the screen and watching what it is that they're putting into themselves. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Right. Now, I do want, I do want to just tell you, I've been getting chills as you're speaking the entire time. And whenever I, you know, I guess everybody gets different um, physiological responses to what they perceive as the truth. But whenever my right leg starts going down into chills, that means, oh, we are right on. This is like so, so spot on. And I've been getting chills for most of this conversation. Um, I do want to change a little bit and, uh, before the book was written, I'd like to go back and talk about uh, the cowgirl, the film, and uh, the cowgirl way of life. So for those people who right now are looking at Barbara as well, she, you know, Barbara's an author of this amazing new book. Uh, before Barbara became the author of this amazing new book, she was in the process of, you know, there's this, this documentary over here that is waiting to be shown. And I started watching the clip and the um, the preview, and something struck me. And it was um, one of the the women said, "Being a cowgirl is a little more than riding a horse across the pasture. It's more of a state of mind. Again, a state of being. The core feeling comes from the inside out." And again, that just struck me as like, "Wow, there was a cowgirl here. She's." I just got chills again from watching the trailer so can you tell us more about the film and then even about the empowerment program that you um that is that you have girl cowgirls are forever okay so um the name of the film is cowgirls are forever and the name of the program that i had been teaching was sour your own horse and mm. that's a leadership program for girls that i've taken into um, high schools and, and um, a museum here in the Berkshires where I'm, I'm lucky enough to live and um, in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, so the, I, was, I was listening to um, an interview. I was working in New York at the time, actually, in the advertising world and kind of wondering, like, you know, what, what is my next? You know, so I've had, like, three different career paths. And, you know, I heard an interview about um, the National Cowboy Museum and Hall of Fame in Fort Worth, Texas, and I became so intrigued that there was actually a, a museum dedicated to these strong women. So um, I found myself in Montana three weeks later or three months later filming my first interview, and I went all over the country um, talking to 
women who ins who really inspired me and whose story had not been told. So I guess you can call me a storyteller as well. Mm -hmm. um, I love digging deep and getting into finding the insights, figuring out what makes people tick, what they love, um, and what inspires them so that they can inspire others. So I was on this journey for a number of years, and we would raise money and go and shoot, we would raise money and go and film. And my background in advertising gave me the skills to, um, to become a director of mm -hmm. this film and producer. And um, it, 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 was, it changed my life. Imagine. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really changed my life, you know. Um, I'm basically a city girl, but I was driving cattle and, you know, just being, you know, surrounding myself with this landscape that was so unique to me. So it was also the landscape, um, the way these women were real stewards of the land, they cared about the land, um, what what was important to them, um, you know, and it is the cowgirl spirit. The cowgirl spirit is really what I fell in love with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that is something that I've brought to um, my work and also to myself as a woman. Yes. You know, um, mm -hmm. and that's really the important thing. I mean, we all have vulnerabilities, all of us do. And you know, to sort of own the spirit of, you know, perseverance and get back up on that horse. And I'm not going to let anyone fence me in. If I have a dream, I'm going to go after it. And I'm going to rein in my fears. And believe me, I had to rein in my fears, both in the business world of, of making a movie and in the business world of publishing, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I'm a first-time author. How mm -hmm. am I going to do that? Will I find a publishing company, and I did in Green Writers Press in Vermont. I just want to give them a shout out. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, they're wonderful, really wonderful. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you just, I needed to settle my own horse so that I could be the best I could be in my life. And, oh, Barbara. <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's not always so easy. It's not supposed to be so easy. But I want to circle back to what you said about intuition mm -hmm. and listening to the messages. Because mm -hmm. when I traveled for this book, um, I would get messages from the mountains, from the rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I would see yeah. the stone people in the rocks and I would see, a, you know, a Native American Indian head in the rock and they would speak to me. I'm getting and, chills again. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, mean, like, I would be on a trail um, to do this major rock climb solo and, you know, questioning, can I really do this? Am I wise to do this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would look down at the trailhead and there would be an ant. And that ant had a thousand pounds on its back. And she was going up the trail and going up and going up and going up. And 
I bowed to her and I said, thank you. Because she told me that I could do it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Yeah, so like these are all the, you know, it's it's interesting. I was listening to a Bioneers conference last year online and Terry Tempest Williams, who is just one of my very favorite writers in the whole world, um, also told a story about an ant. And so I wrote to her and I told her my story as well. And, you know, we just, there are so many messages everywhere and we just have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What a beautiful story. I have to laugh, okay, because I'm pulling this into making my own associations. This past July... Um, I have had an ant invasion in my in my home. And <laughs> yeah, we have was, too. <laughs> and I was like looking at these guys and I'm like, okay, you have a message here for me. That's why there are so many of you. Um, but we're not going to cohabitat this apartment. You can go outside and you can go live out there. I'll show you the door. Only you've got a message for me. And so I said, okay, what's the message? And then, you know, I, I went to Google Gods, okay, for the, right. to find out the of message. Of course. What is ant medicine? <laughs> ant medicine. Well, they're very workers. I mean, they're colonies and they're societies, you know? Yes. <laughs> they persevere. They persist. They work really hard. I said, oh, okay. We can co- we're going to cohabitat, but not here, not inside, okay? And so I took the message of the ant medicine mm-hmm. and put that into my life and um, went gung-ho on a project, in, you know, with, with kids. Um, and this is just, that's one of the reasons I know that I was led to you, you know, again, no coincidences, but uh, really quickly, Barbara, I'd like to just open this up to anybody who's listening live on the call. If they have any questions right now or comments if anybody want to call in or ask a question i know we have um live listeners here so please you know give us a shout out all you have to do is either type it in or call in would love to hear from you let's give them a moment (laughs) like okay all right Quiet on the other side. It is. It is. All right. Well, okay. And that's fine. Um, Okay. Well, thank you all for being here. And if you don't have any questions or anything, I'm just going to let Barbara continue. Um, What's next, Barbara? I mean, I know there's the marketing of the book now and getting out there. And um, what about what's going on? What's happening with the film? Um, I had... I had put the film on hiatus, on hold for the moment, mm-hmm. um, while I was writing this book because it really demanded all of my um, bandwidth and my attention and my love. Um, and so what I am hoping to do is once this book um, is sort of in the world, I will be working on, well, this is really good. I will be working on um, doing leadership programs around codes of the cowgirl. Oh, um, beautiful. Which, right. So I've sort of taken the Saturday Road Horse Workshop and I've um, tweaked it so that the book can hold some, um, so that it can go along with the book. And I'd like to do dream journals for girls mm. with prompts. And um, really create a program 
And also, you know, I, I, I'm going to be working with, I don't know in what capacity yet. We're determining that now with Girl Scouts of America. Oh, beautiful. And, and um, I will be donating books to the free little library. Um, I'm sorry, little free library read, read in color initiative, because this book is also about diversity and building cultural bridges. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that program is about giving books to underserved, um, areas where the readers can actually see themselves as characters in a book. I love it. Yeah. People of color. So, um, yes, the, I need money for the film. I do. And um, we can be working on grants. We do have um, some interest from someone I cannot name right now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a wonderful um, show on PBS. And they, mm -hmm. we've been in talks with them about possibly doing a program. Um, but right now, I think, you know, I am so invested in this book and in what can come out of the book right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like a tree, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of different yeah. branches and lots of different roots. And, yes. And I think that um, I really feel that it's an important book. Um, yes, it's a great, fun story, and it's a wonderful adventure, and it's all imaginative and all of those great things. But the message really is, I mean, it's galvanizing in a way. I would like girls or all readers to um, fall in love with Mother Earth in a way that maybe they hadn't before. Yes. Um, so that they are inspired to um, become stewards. Of yes. And yes. we need this. I mean, this we is, do. This is the critical moment for this. So I think, um, you know, I, you know, climate crisis is here and this book illuminates two issues for me that are super important, climate change and girls finding their voices and vital place in the world because we all have to do our part and we're all connected. And um, I think right now um, with the way things are, this book might be more important than the film. Yeah. And, and um, I love what you're doing and I just have a, I can't help my, I can't help my psychic stuff. I can't, it just, and I'm just going to pop oh, it out good. here. What's going to happen? <laughs> they're they're going to go hand in hand. The, the book is going to, the book is going to encourage the rest of the film. And I do see the workshops and I see this growing as large as you allow it to go because it is, it is needed. It is much needed. The girls are hungry for this thirsty and the world is ready. And that is, there is no coincidence that you were given this, this dream and this mission because you are, you are, you're the one. Okay. It's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy responsibility, but you were, you're the one, you're the one. Okay. Barbara, I this has been the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've got you've got an you know you've got a an army of angels and guides and humans, all collective consciousness who are here and will continue to help you bring about this message. And the the earth needs it. The earth is thirsty for this. Um, 
I just want to share one more thing. Um, Tomas is writing that this is so needed, especially at this time in our lives. I love the fact that you not only wrote the book, um, but that you also, however, you also want to continue to teach. So very beautiful. And thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Barbara, thank you for being here today. And I am just so inspired and everybody go out and get a copy of the book and go out and watch the trailer and let's make magic. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're very I, welcome. And if you want to learn more, um, you can go to my website, which is Barbara Newman author. Let me put that in there. B A R Barbara Newman author Okay, so Deb's saying thank you, Barbara, Eva, thank you, Barbara, and Ellie, thank you, Thomas. So we're getting a lot of thank yous from our live people, and um, the podcast is well listened to on other venues, so not just live. So Barbara, you're going to get the word out there, and I just want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your work and your mission and your passion with the world. Thank you, Ellie. Ah, we're they're gonna do. We're both. We're both light light keepers. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm so excited for you again. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look forward to seeing and hearing so much more of what you're doing and staying in touch. Okay, thank you, My Barbara. Pleasure. All right. Thanks. Everybody, thank you for being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. I'll see you all next week. All right. Remember, new moon coming up. uh, Just uh, New moon is on the 6th of September. So you know what to do, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. Okay. Bye. Bye.